0: Armored Core 6 is in the crosshairs as it nerfs one of its toughest early bosses. The community seems split as they saw Baltius as an early game sort of noob filter or skill check. If you're unfamiliar with this boss, it's the one from the trailers who sort of surrounds himself with missile silos and then fills the screen with a missile barrage. At first glance, I did not think much of this. I thought okay, you know, they make adjustments to bosses all the time. In games, like this, and there were two other bosses that also saw nerfs, and I thought it would make for a great discussion. Given how much ink is spilled over debates about easy mode in FromSoft games or Souls-like, I thought, well, what do we say when they nerf fights to actually make them easier? Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning, so you don't have to go looking for it. If you like these kinds of longer-form content, once I'm done with the opening monologue, I then discuss it with the audience. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my content. Well, Armored Core 6 is under criticism for something I didn't expect to see. A recent patch is being accused of to adjust our game to land better with the community. Do we need to adjust our game to land better with those who sort of want the game to be easier? With the popularity of the game Elden Ring, they may now be seeing Armored Core on a larger stage. Was this part of a design philosophy for the game, though? Did they see difficulty spikes and fail spikes happening way too early or earlier than they intended? So first, I want to look at what they did, and this is difficult because the patch notes are somewhat generic. This is why you want to then, I think, look at the community response. Largely, when they make changes in games like this with Elden Ring as well as Armored Core, you have to kind of turn to the community. They're the ones testing things, they're the ones sort of running to the forums and the place is to say, hey, this is what's going on. This is the results. This is how much damage output or or damage mitigation is now happening. But Armored Core 6 is a very different type of game and some players feel they have been robbed Of content. This isn't as simple as a fight, is just easier now. There are actual things that players like to do, specifically in armored core, that this is grading against. Now, lastly, I want to discuss difficulty philosophy. The desires for an easy mode definitely come to mind here, and I think this update squarely shows why easy mode is an unreasonable request for games like this. But it also adds a layer to the discussion that makes it hard to complain about the latest patch that FromSoft pushed out. And I'll explain more what I mean by that. Why would easy mode the easy mode debate, why would it make it hard for you to complain about this patch? Well, I'll tell you more on that in a minute. So first, what did they do? So the patch notes are almost comically vague, especially given the type of game that this is and how much difficulty is part of the game's identity. This is what they said. They quote, adjusted certain attacks performed by the enemy units Baltius, Sea Spider, and CEL240 or Cell240. For those unfamiliar with the game, these are the bosses in chapters 1, 2, and Now, according to Xfire.com, these are three of the most discussed bosses with respect to difficulty spikes. Like, this boss here just sort of greets you when you're first in the game. This is not anything that anybody's really complaining about, right? My wife beat this boss with a little bit of help from me, and she does not play these games, okay? This is not... This is not the bossing question. Many people think this is the bossing question because they can't get past it. But chapters 1, 2, and 4 did see nerfs. And again, these are the three that are commonly talked about. According to Xfire.com, quote, One of the most discussed points of contention in Armored Core 6 has been the difficulty spikes introduced by several of the game's earlier bosses and then they say these are the three that are commonly discussed. These are the three that got adjusted. According to X-Fire, the most troublesome aspect of the Baltius fight is what was adjusted. Post-patch adjustments have made Baltius' homing missiles a tad less accurate. Okay, so basically he fills the screen with a missile barrage, and it's a little bit easier to get away from those attacks. Now, I'll I'll refer to what the community's saying, because the community's saying it's not a little bit easier, it's a lot easier. So we'll look at those responses in a moment. Now, the other two bosses have also additionally been toned down. Quote, additionally, the fourth chapter contender cell 240 now reportedly inflicts lesser damage with specific attacks, and the formidable sea spider is now more susceptible to energy and explosive weapons, thereby altering the combat dynamics. So, this is all somewhat subjective. We're going to have to rely on players testing and trying out the bosses Compared to what was experienced prior to the patch, a lot of the times you're relying on data sort of being collected and tabulated to say, well, this is what the boss was doing, this is how much damage the boss was taking, and now it's taking less, more, or whatever. Personally, at first glance, this is what it feels like to me. I feel like they're tuning the early game bosses to be more of a ramp up instead of just an absolute wall that sort of stops you from progressing. It's very possible that they checked internal fail rates, they checked internal reports and they just determined something's wrong here. This is this over tuned, this isn't w- right, okay? This is a game, obviously, where you're supposed to spend a great amount of time re-evaluating your build and making adjustments but this really reminds me of the Radon nerf in Elden if you're not familiar with that fight, it's the fight, the fight that you might have seen with the guy with the two big sort of like swords and he's got like the red thing on his head. That fight was adjusted, and I remember the first time I faced him, I was like, man, his hitboxes are kind of crazy. They seem almost like you can't get away from them. you can't dodge them. And FromSoft seemingly agreed. They toned down the hitboxes of those attacks. And just like then, in the wake of those adjustments, many in the community called foul. They, you know, hey, I beat him. I have that. that means there's no problem, right? Now, the Radon nerf was partially walked back. They discovered that some of his power, some of his attacks were unintentionally nerfed as well. So they sort of didn't just like adjust hit boxes. They made his attacks weaker and it was not something that they intended to do. So there's a chance that this patch will get walked back a little bit. Maybe they overswung. Maybe they have completely uh, overreacted to what should have been more minor adjustments. But... The question is, why would they do this? Well, one problem could have been emerging from this, that there could have been a disengagement or a slower funnel into PvP. According to my research, you need to beat chapters 1 and 2 to get into PvP, and those are two of the bosses that have been adjusted. If there was a spike at Baltius in particular, and the Sea Spider as well, if that was creating a bottleneck and a choke point for too many players, maybe FromSoft felt they needed to adjust. They thought, this is not meant to kick people out of the game, it's meant to be sort of a skill check but not an exit door right now we're going to discuss more about this when i talk about difficulty philosophy in a moment but for now i will say early game skill checks are not uncommon it's not It's not rare, it's not random for a game to say, hey, this guy, this boss, this person's gonna really kick your teeth in and you gotta kinda figure out how to get past it. But, if that skill check becomes a cliff that ef- that essentially serves as an exit door, the developers may re-evaluate why people are failing or if they're failing in too large of numbers. Unlike other game devs, FromSoft did not provide any insight into what they did or why they did it, right? Some devs will say, hey, we Nerf this, here's why, right? They'll just flat out say things like, this is what we were trying to achieve. We're not achieving that, right? The current design is not doing what we wanted to do. We're not we're not achieving our goals or our aims here. But you don't typically get that from from Soft, right? I don't think they historically explain why they make adjustments. I searched high and low. I could not find any transparency or discussion, any explanation at all for the Radon nerf in Elden Ring. So I don't expect to get an explanation here either. Given what happened with Radon, we may see another tuning pass in the near future to put Baltius and others back on the difficulty throne as the community feels they have slipped from that status. So let's look at the community response. I do think That's going to be a common theme when a game like this rises in popularity and people really like it, and then it gets adjusted down. For starters, it seems that Baltius no longer requires high-level reflexes and dodging like he previously did. One Reddit user claims that the fight now requires minimal dodging. One member of our community here in our Discord that is for members only, they remarked and quote said, they nerfed the F out of him. You don't even have to try to avoid the missiles now. I literally just strafed, okay? That was from Eugene. He plays lots of FromSoft games here. And he was like, I just strafed. I didn't even have to dodge anymore. This guy's been kind of neutered into the ground. But if strafing is all that is required, just from the footage that I've seen, that means the fundamentals of the fight... ...have been dramatically affected. Also, the same player, Eugene, that expressed this... ...he said he feels he's been robbed of content, okay? Being able to play really hard bosses and go for an S-tier run... ...which means you're going through that mission in that fight... ...and you're trying to do everything almost perfectly to get the S-tier rank... ...well, that's now gone... Okay, that version of Baltius no longer exists and there's no way to like prove that you beat him in that state unless of course there's a way to like roll it back and like show people that you've rolled back your game. Okay, being able to roll back to vanilla and achieve an S tier rank on the hardest boss checks is actually something that I understand. I get why people would want to do that. Okay, it's not necessarily something that I would want to do. All right, but I get why players feel cheated. They almost feel like that content's been taken away from them. According to Deserto, however, the differences are negligible and they are being overblown. Quote, The prevailing opinion is that the nerf is negligible at best and certain players are inflating its seriousness to capitalize on the pre-nerf Baltius sense of achievement. They want Baltius to be so much weaker now, one user explained. If Baltius is tremendously weaker now, that means they beat him when he was much harder. I could definitely see that side of this. I could definitely see people sort of overstating just how hard he was and like, hey, he's a joke now. But I think there's another aspect here that's not being considered. When you've beat a boss over and over and you go back and you fight him once he's been slightly nerfed, that nerf will likely feel more extreme to you. Why? Well, experience bias. Your reflexes, your awareness, your muscle memory has been sharpened by the previous level of difficulty, and the slightest bit of softening will seem like a complete overcorrection. Play a game with the difficulty settings all the way up, okay? fight a boss at the absolute hardest setting and then after you beat him replay that same boss and bump the difficulty down by one you will likely feel that difference in a much more potent and abundant way I'm not Talking about, like, taking away from the criticism or the frustration of the players here. I just think we need to understand that if you're only going to the people that have already beat Baltius, their bias is going to uh, tend to exaggerate this adjustment because they were playing him at his height. And even if they tone down things slightly, it will feel, I think, far more strong and far more emphasized by the people who have already beat him. I'm just trying to sort of contextualize why some players... of of no fault of their own, they may be sort of exaggerating the difficulty nerf. Also, there's differing views on the fight pre-patch. According to Game Rant, quote, These missiles have been so relentless that even dodging them perfectly still results in a small amount of splash damage most of the time. So, if the tracking was that extreme, that even when you were pulling off a really good or quote-unquote perfect dodge, you were still getting hit by splash damage... That's not good design, okay? Damage in these games is supposed to be something that you can mitigate and get away from. There should never be automatic damage, right? If tracking's been toned down to remove that possibility, I probably agree with the change, especially given how early in the game the boss lands. This is Chapter 1's boss that we're talking about. The other aspect to consider here is that some players just love a fight that gives them no room to make a mistake. One Reddit user remarked and said, That's tragic. Baltius was such a fun boss due to his missiles. Others thought the flamethrowers were the real problem. One user noted and said, Why the blank would they nerf his missiles? That's the fun part of the fight. It's his flamethrowers that deserved nerfs. For some players, this was not just about, well, it's too easy, my prestige and my achievements been diluted because now noobs can beat Baltius. This is a game where you replay, you tinker, and you customize your build quite a bit. And having a fight nerfed that you have managed to finesse or dance around is understandably disappointing. They aren't sort of done with these fights. That's not the way these games are played. You replay them, you try a different build, you go for a better rank etc. That's an intrinsic part of the game, and an intrinsic part of this fight has been changed and altered. But that leads to the discussion that I believe we need to have about difficulty Philosophy. I think one of the primary problems with discussions like this is the baked-in belief and presumption that, well, I beat that boss or I beat that fight, therefore, that fight or that boss is totally fine. They're essentially saying that because they beat the fight, there's no problem. There's an almost religious commitment to claiming the game has no flaws, which is strange and oddly contradictory if you really think about it. Apparently, the game's perfect. It's without flaw, and the fight should just be left alone which would mean that you really think FromSoft knows what they're doing. But then, you use that alleged expertise and that perfection to claim that they don't know what they're doing when they push out a nerf. Well, which is it? Are they so exceptional as developers that they created a perfect game with zero flaws in boss design and difficulty? If so, what happened? Why are they suddenly clueless and out of touch. Now, obviously, not everyone is so extreme. Not everyone is claiming that the game is perfect, but it largely feels that way. I believe the starting premise for the game that, you know, oh, it doesn't need nerfs, it doesn't need adjustments, they they shouldn't do any of this, I think that's a difficult thing to substantiate, especially when the devs themselves don't seem to believe that, and they adjust things. And this touches on the easy mode debate. You probably won't like the first thing that I'm going to say. If you've been upset about these nerfs, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. Much of the debate about easy mode centers around the idea of respecting the dev's vision for the game. They build the game, they want it to be hard, and that doesn't square with an easy mode. Okay, so typically that's what people say. They're like, what's their game? You should respect what they want to do with their game. Well, it's hard to argue that strongly for respecting the devs and their vision and their philosophy for the game, and then turn around and essentially do what easy mode apologists do, you just do it in reverse. You think you know what's best for the game. I know the Goldilocks level of difficulty. I know that this fight was just right, okay? It's the same way, I think, that people say, well, I know what this game needs. It needs easy mode. In the same way, I think I pretty consistently dismiss folks who ask for an easy mode right I'm like listen these people should be dismissed I think that's the right approach here I I, I don't think that the the requests are legitimate I think we should say listen it's the developers game it's their vision for how fights should go for how difficulty should slope up or ramp up it's something that they're in control of if they looked at armored core 6 and they looked and said listen the fail spikes they're happening too early and too often and they determined that changes were needed well then by all means they should adjust it early game quote-unquote noob filters or skill checks are not always intentional, and they're not always good either. Some of this could have been unintended. This could have been accidental. They could have turned around and said we never envisioned Baltius doing this to this many people. Let's say they wanted a fail rate at Baltius to land in the 30% range, and what I mean is 30% of the players just never get past him. They simply quit, okay? Well, what if that number shot up to like 50% or 60%. What if it's way higher than they ever intended? Well, that's a problem. Again, they likely have an idea of how these boss fights are supposed to land on the player base at large, not just the common committed players who have found a way to beat the boss with style. Now the second thing I have to say about how this actually touches down on the easy mode debate, it will not make the easy mode apologists happy. This proves why games like this cannot simply quote add easy mode. These bosses and these fights are fine tuned, to the point that if you lower the targeting of one attack, it changes the entire fight. This is just a window into how much work goes into enemy strength and difficulty. They even tweaked one of the fights to make a boss more susceptible to certain weapons. These are not the kind of minor adjustments you can make when a game has multiple modes of difficulty, because each mode represents a version or an interpretation of that fight. And every single mode, easy, normal, medium, hard, all of those, they will experience the changes and the adjustments to difficulty differently. This becomes especially complicated in games where you have different ways to build and customize your character. I have seen some crazy clips of builds in Armored Core 6 that shred through bosses like paper. I remember seeing similar things during Elden Ring, just absolutely insane builds. Now some of the clips from Elden Ring were from New Game Plus, where you get a little OP, you're a little too strong those first couple of times you roll the game over, but the point is that these games give you a lot of options for building and overcoming difficulty. Now that gets squashed flat if you add an easy mode. I also find the premise that games should be accessible to everyone a difficult starting position. First, accessibility is about removing barriers for folks who may be visually or motor impaired. That's not about making the game easier. It's about making the game accessible to someone who maybe only has one hand or has to play the game with their mouth opening up accessibility options for people like this is actually admirable it's not a requirement but it is certainly something more and more studios are working on making the game easier is not about accessibility it's about approachability you're making the game more approachable or beatable these are different categories but even difficulty gets hard to quantify how easy should a game become my son and I are playing through It Takes Two, and some sections are taking significantly longer than when I played the game with my wife. Neither my wife nor my son are what you would call pro gamers. The platform, the platforming in general is where they both po- kind of struggle. It's not where they shine. Now, how far down does easy mode need to reach? Are we making the game approachable to more people, right? That's the premise. Well, eventually somebody's gonna be left out. There are fighting games. There are driving games, right? I would be terrible at most, if not all, of the fighting games and the driving games that are out there. Why? Well, I lack experience, okay? Well, should they make those games have brain-dead easy modes for folks like myself? You know, I could enjoy the game if I could just hit one button and beat all the enemies in, you know, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Well, what that would do is it would flatten out the game. It would flatten out what makes it enjoyable and high quality. Even age plays a role here, right? The older you get, the slower your reflexes. That's probably why you're struggling in Call of Duty now that you're in your 30s. Plenty of games require faster reflexes or quick response time. Well, is it? ageist to not have modes that slow the game down for the elderly? I'm not being facetious here. I'm pointing out the glaring flaws in the premise, in the starting position, that drives all of these calls for easy mode, okay? You don't really have a leg to stand on. You don't have a good argument because what you're essentially saying is, well, I want easy mode so I can beat the game. There are plenty of games that aren't beatable. They're not approachable because somebody is either older and has slower reflexes, or they're younger and they're in experienced adjusting games for that gamut of potential experiential difficulty or easiness i just don't think you can legislate to that games should build the games that they want to at the end of the day i have to say the same things to both sides to those asking for an easy mode you should probably play another game they built this it's their art and they get to dictate where it lands But to those angry about the nerfs, I get where you're coming from, but they built this. It's their art. They get to dictate where it lands. So no matter where you land on this, as far as I can tell, FromSofts is doing what they've always done. They're making a game that asks a lot of you, even if certain things get toned down a little bit. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions on this. Changes like this, I think, in games are seemingly unavoidable. I don't see FromSoft ever launching a game that doesn't need to be tweaked down the line. Early adopters will always face this risk. The game that you beat in the early weeks may not be the same game a month later. It's not that extreme, but it can certainly feel that way. I remember Biome 3 in Returnal. It really sparked this conversation. I also remember being told how wrong I was about Biome 3. I felt it was over-tuned. I felt like it was imbalanced compared to the rest of the game. Now, careful, apparently, if I play your favorite game and point out imbalances, it'll get nerfed, because they ended up nerfing uh, Biome 3. So, the second thing I want to say is... It could be cool, I do think, if there was some level of version control for games like Armored Core 6. Being able to basically go to Baltius, beat him S-tier, wear that rank proudly, and then show the version on the screen, right? You could show your score and say, I beat this game pre-patch. Kind of like how Final Fantasy 16 shows on screen, like the rings that you're wearing. So if someone's just absolutely finessing a boss you know that they're using the rings and not their own reflexes there are rings that you can put on in final fantasy that makes the game basically a one button press masher right now we saw people running with false narratives in the wake of that game launching they didn't realize that you could see on screen that the person was wearing the rings right you could do something in this game like that if you know your audience will find grinding and going for s tier ranks appealing well that needs to be considered when changes like this get rolled out especially if folks roll back to vanilla and they keep grinding for that coveted s tier rank in the pre-patch fights well let them show that off like put the version down in the corner whenever you get a score on a boss and then they can roll back they can beat baltius at the pre-patch you know uh, status and they can have their s tier rank and the version would be right there on the screen My conclusion is this. Discussions and debates about difficulty in FromSoft and Souls-like games will likely never go away. I will continue to push against the notion that easy mode should be added to these games, but I also will respect any game that decides to open up those doors if they so choose. If you want to put easy mode, that's your choice, just as much as it is to not put an easy mode. Going to any game outside of your ability or your affinity and asking it to change is at some level the height of arrogance and entitlement. It's their game, and if it's not for you, or you're not good enough to play it, that's tough. There's all kinds of things like that in life. Not every game is for every person, and that's what makes so many games so special and unique. They're not all diluted down into some one-size-fits-all package that an infant can beat, and so could some guy in his elderly ages. Like, there's going to be games that you just can't play depending upon where you land in life, experience, and skill. Enjoy the games that click with you, right? And walk away from the ones that don't. That makes for a happy gamer and a better experience. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. I really appreciate this. I wasn't going to cover this. I was going to cover this in an upload. But then the more I looked at it, the more I thought, this is actually a good discussion worth having. Like, should you respect a company that, you know, if you're going to defend the company and say, hey, respect their choices to not do easy mode. You also have to respect a game that decides a tone of fight down. So let me check fan funding and see. Okay, no, we've got new pop outs today that we can use for members so you guys can be surprised by those once you start gifting or bombing or any of those things appreciate everybody being here today make sure you're pressing the like button Uh, a little lighter turnout today armored core is not as popular with the audience as some of the other titles but i think the discussion is well worth having i think this discussion transcends just armored core the idea of difficulty and making things easier and nerfing even in games like Armored Core, offering the ability to show on screen the idea that, hey, look, you can, you can, you can see what version this person got their Baltius S tier on, right? When it was on my front page, which is weird today. I knew something was going on. The turnout was kind of weird. TJ Rage with. The first gifted member of the day Han shot first And so did you I need to bump this down So that it falls behind that though There we go first member of the day so you get han solo t j rage thank you so much and a single gifted member from joker quinn thank you so much joker quinn and a single gifted member from john always thank you guys so much for doing that appreciate that bumping the member line up to three every 25 i give five and we appreciate you guys starting the day right and gifting some of those members we do have some incremental goals if you guys want a fight night madam and I play a game against each other or a fright night we end up playing a game uh that's scary so I knew something was wrong when we had such a small turnout at the beginning and they were they're messing with stuff yesterday things seemed to be better but the day before people were saying the members content wasn't on their page either I think YouTube's fiddling with things and it's really really affecting turnout I'm, chats at a standstill I have a hard time believing that that's real like we're we're 28 minutes into this stream and like no one's talking I don't think that's real I think YouTube's having some issues uh, this morning I didn't have any issues scheduling the stream sometimes I have an issue scheduling it and that's usually a sign of trouble I scheduled just fine I I, I premiered the, the the video right on the front page of the channel and uh, I don't I'm not really sure what's going on I'm gonna refresh the chat and see if anybody's talking. They keep trying to roll out. There it is. The chat's moving, and I couldn't see what any of you were saying. I can now see what everybody's saying. I I don't know what's going on. I agree, Lono. I got to respect uh, games uh, developers collaborating their game. Derek says, way back in OG Wolfenstein, don't hurt me, daddy. Easy mode was so easy that you could kill the first boss without dodging his gunfire. It doesn't detract from the fun of playing Death Incarnate. Yeah, oh my gosh, there's so many pieces of chat that I wasn't seeing. Goodness gracious, chat broke for like a full two minutes, it seems. It was like nobody was talking. I was like, what's going on? Um, So, in my mind, I don't think easy mode ruins a game. I think it would ruin certain games. Does that make sense? It would ruin certain games. If you do a an easy mode in every single game or like let's just say you insist that every single game has easy easy medium and hard right (laughs) easy um easy medium and hard okay well the difficulty there i think the challenge there is you're making every game kind of one size fits all it's like, well, no, every game you can just tone it down. Every game you can, you know, you can take it up to, 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 hard. I don't think every game needs that. I think some games it's far better for them to fine tune everything and to have the fights set exactly right. Like if I recall some of the fights in, some of the, some of the fights in, in Sekiro, they wouldn't work if you could just make it easy. Everything about the fights been fine tuned to take you to the very edge of breaking this doesn't work if you can turn it on. Oh, I'll just make it easy. It honestly doesn't make sense to me. They could put a mode that's almost just like watching a movie. It's so easy; it doesn't affect me whatsoever. It just as the ultra hard mode doesn't. But it does affect people. It affects the perception of the game. It affects the identity of the game. It does. If if you go into, imagine somebody saying, "I really like your album, but I really want to. I really want to turn off." The electric guitar, uh, and the vocals. Well, you're—that's not the same song anymore. You've turned things off. It's not. It's completely altered. Like you're altering the art form. So if somebody is playing Armored Core Six. And is like, man, this is so great. The entire game is built around brutal challenges that I have to overcome by building my character and making adjustments. And some other person's like, I, I just put it on easy mode. Well, what you're doing is you're diluting the identity of the game. That's not an option with most pop music. But you get what I'm saying. I, I don't think people consider that the developers, they look at a game like this as art it's like no this is the thing that we want to build we want it to be really really difficult we want it to be extremely hard and if you can't beat it so be it i'll give you an example look at the racing and fighting games that are out there okay i don't have an affinity and i don't really have an ability to play those games particularly well i just don't okay now If I insist that those games add a brain dead easy mode, you should make it so I can one button mash my way through Street Fighter. You should make it to where I just hold down trigger and the car just goes in these in these sim games, in these racing games. Right. Well, doesn't that dilute those games? Doesn't that affect what what those games look like to the public? I'm going to the game with a lack of ability and affinity, and I'm insisting that the game meet me where I am, instead of me meeting the game where it is. No, you want to beat these guys? Beat, beat these guys. You want to beat these racetracks? Beat these racetracks. What you talking about? Paul with 15 months. To complicate things, Easy Core, Easy Mode is the top downloaded mod. This is uh, if the difficulty is the identity of the game versus gatekeeping by players. I'm not sure what you mean, Paul. I'm not sure the second part of your sentence doesn't make any sense. My challenge when I play a game on normal and experience the intended experience, ultra hard mode doesn't diminish my normal run and baby mode doesn't either. Right. We're not talking about games that have normal medium and hard. We're talking about games who build every fight to be a fine tuned fight. This is the fight. If you fight this guy, this is how it goes. That's it. That's it. He has this level of targeting, he has this much health, if he hits you with this attack, it does this much damage. They basically set the rules and say, that's it, that's the fight. They fine-tune it, all the way down to the minutia of like, okay, Baltius needs to be adjusted, so they adjusted his targeting. The one boss, they said, okay, this boss is now a little bit more susceptible to this weaponry. That's how fine-tuned these games are these fights are that's not conducive to well just throw on an easy mode come on man just give me an easy mode it's like that's not the game we built we didn't build the game that way we built a game where every single fight has elements that have been exactly turned every knob right outsider gifts a single member thank you so much for doing that outsider increasing the daily member count to four and a renew from Tattoos. Thank you so much, Tattoos. Mortal Kombat does kind of have an easy mode. You can adjust your character's attributes and let the AI play for you. If they added a baby mode to whatever game that doesn't have it now, it doesn't change a single thing about your experience. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because Armored Core has literal tier grades that you can fight for. So there's a commu- to act as if a game like this doesn't have a communal aspect is ignoring the way that it's it is is ignoring the way that it's been built. There is a communal aspect of this game where if you beat a level, you get a grade, that's a sense of pride. Where's the sense of pride in getting an S tier rank when anybody can get an S tier rank just throw on easy mode? There, there's there's an actual substance and a draw and a drive that doesn't exist anymore. It's like, well, who cares? It's not a matter of going for the best build, the fastest fight, the most efficient fight. That doesn't matter anymore because everybody can upload pictures of their S tier rank w- within the community and you have no idea who actually did it and who didn't. Eugene says, there's literally millions of combinations someone can use to build their mech. That's your easy mode, finding what works best for you. Easy mode only affects a game when the unlocks or rewards for easy mode are the same as the harder difficulties. If I complete a harder challenge, I should be rewarded more. How is your S tier diminished if somebody can play through on easy mode and see the game? There's no reason they should get the S rank. They can get a baby rank. Right, I get what you're saying, but the developers don't have any interest in that. They don't. It's kind of like, there are people that won't listen to music or watch certain shows if it has a bunch of swear words in it, right? Now, if somebody said... I really wish I could download a version of your album that had all the swear words replaced, right? So instead of the F word, they would say flaming. They'd be like, oh, this flaming car, you know, instead of this effing car. So asking that of the artist, you're basically going to the band and saying, I need you to re-record vocal tracks for me so that I can experience your music. And they're like, we don't care. We don't care if you don't want to listen to our music cuz we swear that's on you. That's your choice. If you can't get past our game cuz it's too hard and you want an easy mode, eh, tough. That we're not we're we're not going back and doing that. We're not spending dev time, bandwidth, or money on something that's counter to the identity of our game. That's not the game that we built. We built a game that's going to kick your face in and if that's what you want then you got to do it but they do do that with music not everybody do you think every single band goes back and re-records vocal tracks because a super conservative mom wants to listen to their album does every single band spend extra studio time laying down vocal tracks without swear words do you think every band does that Music's a bad example because it happens in music? No, music is a perfectly good example because it happens in music. It happens in games, right? There are games with easy mode. There are games without easy mode. There are bands that go back and lay radio-friendly vocal tracks. There are bands that don't do that. You're making my argument for me. There are plenty of bands that say, hey, let's go back and do radio track. Let's go back and do radio-friendly words, okay? Okay. There are bands that literally did that. They would re-record vocal tracks so that their hit single could play on the radio. And there are other bands that are like, eh, we don't care. We're not doing that. We don't care about being radio friendly, right? That's what you're doing. You're going to every single game and you're saying, you ought to do what these people over here did. Imagine going to every single band and saying that. There are plenty of there are plenty of musicians out right now that are not gonna do that for you. They're not going to. Censored versions of albums exist. They've enforced that since the 90s. You're not engaging with what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about censoring a word with a button. Boop and bleeping out the word. You're not engaging with what I'm saying. Asking a developer to go back and make adjustments to their game is like asking a band, hey. I want to go buy your album, I want to listen to your album on Spotify, I need you to go back and re-record the vocal tracks to exclude the swear words. You guys are talking about the radio. The radio? Really? You think there's censored versions of all albums right now? You think you can go to Spotify, find some brand new metal band who's been making studios, making songs in their studio, in their house, and you think they've got a censored version of their album for you? You're, You're ignorant of the reality of music right now. That's not true. You cannot go to every band, every album, and get a censored or adjusted version of their album. That's simply false. There are so many musicians, there are so many bands in existence right now, and they're not doing that. They aren't. You want to go back to like the old school days where like the radio would like bleep out a word, right? They would scrub out the word with like a song, like a sound effect, or it would just go quiet for like half a second, right? I think music is a bad comparison. No, it's not. It's a perfectly legitimate comparison. You're just not engaging with what I'm saying. Asking a band to go back and re-record vocal tracks because that's what you want from them is no different than going to a developer and saying, you need to go back into the studio and add an easy mode. You understand that adding an easy mode, it's not a button they can press in their engine. They would have to spend development time. They would have to spend hours and money adding an easy mode and then they'd likely have to do their own internal QA some of these companies outsource QA they'd have to pay another company to debug and do quality assurance certainly not as common Spotify doesn't care about radio edits yeah, the idea that you can just go listen to any album and find a radio-friendly version is absurd. There's so many independent artists out there right now that aren't going to spend a lick of time adjusting their artwork for you. They're not going to do that. You're, you're going to an artist and you're saying, I want you to spend more time. I want you to spend more money changing your art for me. What? That like that's the point like I get what you're saying Derek you're like well it doesn't affect you as a player that's never been the argument I don't care if I play Ghost of Tsushima at lethal and you play it at easy mode I don't care about that because the game comes that way the game comes that way Those radio edits are not always done by the artist. Yeah, a lot of times they were done by the radio. It's a legit analogy because no individual form of media is for everyone. No one song, game, movie, ETC. That's exactly right. There are plenty of movies that you can't get clean versions for. Now, there are third-party companies that give you access to movies that clean everything up, right? They take out all the hanky-panky and they take out all the nudity, but the studios don't all do that. The actors don't do that. All right, everybody, we need to refilm this shot. Yeah, everybody put your clothes back on. Yeah, they're going to hold hands, and they're going to read poetry instead, right? Yeah, put your clothes back on. Yeah, hmm So there's going to be a version of the movie where, you know, they they, they get naked and do stuff. There's going to be a version of the movie where they don't do that, right? We need two versions of the movie. We need a kid-friendly, you know, version, and we need, like, the X-rated version, Studios aren't doing that. They don't. They make the movie and they're like, that's in the movie. If you don't like it, so what? You can go to third-party companies that remove all that stuff, but the studios aren't doing that. They're not. And, and, yeah, some of those companies have gotten in trouble for doing that because they're modifying the artwork. So, if you're going to play a game that has easy, medium, and hard, I don't care what difficulty you played on. I don't. It doesn't bother me one bit. I played Jedi Fallen Order on normal, and then I bumped up the difficulty. I don't care if you play Jedi Fallen Order on easy. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't affect me at all. But when you come to FromSoft games, and you come to Souls-likes, and you're like, there ought to be an easy mode. Wh- okay, Why? Why? Why should they do that? Well, why are you entitled to that? There's no no case to make, I don't think, a logical, well-argued case to make for easy mode. Because even easy modes are sometimes not easy enough. I I could put Ghost of Tsushima on easy mode and my son would probably die all of the time when he played it. He wouldn't be able to beat it. He wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to beat it. Now, they have, like, story mode in, like, uh, like Ratchet and Clank, and my daughter's playing Chia right now, and I have it on, like, the easiest setting. Like, she can't die. Like, it's not possible. It doesn't happen. So, there are games that do that, but even easy mode is subjective. There, you, could, you could make a game easy, and you'd still have people that are like, yeah, I still can't beat it. It's not easy enough. I can say that I would like okay I can say that I would think it'd be cool if from added a baby mode without thinking they should be forced to if they uh if they don't want to if they never do fine if they add baby mode tomorrow fine they run a serious risk if they add easy mode right like they would run serious risk by doing that. Creature says, you can have <laughs> with 29 months of membership, Creature says for only $6, you too can have easy mode for Reforged Gaming yeah, if you guys want to do some big member bombs we've got new pop-outs that we use when you guys do member gifted, so keep that going, we are one away from a layup, a 5 uh, uh, 5 out of 25 would be a nice layup um, exactly they demanded easy mode for Returnal and Sifu, yeah like this is an ongoing, what's the risk there's a bunch of hardcore guys that will complain about it you think a bunch of hardcore guys would complain about it. They've built an identity and a brand around being really hard. And if you get rid of that fan loyalty, buddy, you better believe if you break too hard from fan and brand loyalty, it will hurt your product. It will. Patrick Q with a single gifted member. Thank you so much, Patrick, gifting a member. And it goes to Mackie. And listen, that is a 20-bomb layup right there. That's an easy, easy layup from him. Patrick puts it in at five. That's not too bad. (laughs) That's not too bad. Thank you so much, Patrick. (laughs) People complain over absolutely nothing and everything. Lobo says, and now the babies want to play too. We all struggled until we didn't. How about re- how about harder, longer, and uncut? <laughs> Having a baby mode doesn't get rid of the normal difficulty. It's merely a possible option that could automatically not grant trophies. Eugene says, the Armored Core 6 Discord I was in was on fire. That's the thing people don't understand, is that This is bigger than the individual player. Think of it like this. Think of it like this. If you are not a fan of Souls-like games or FromSoft games because they don't have an easy mode, they don't. Let's imagine that they suddenly did it. They capitulate. The risk they're taking is... The number of people who would suddenly be excited or care or wants to play their game, I don't know if that's a very big group of people. Because I don't know if people would suddenly say, Oh, I'm so excited to play that game. Do you want to know why? So much of the intrinsic and inherent value of a FromSoft game is beating the game. It's extremely hard. That's where so much of the satisfaction is derived from. Imagine playing through Elden Ring, and you can just basically go into the room and button mash, and then the boss falls down. How satisfying do you think that gameplay would be? You're gutting the game of its identity. You're gutting the game of what makes it good, hoping that people enjoy like some diluted version of your game. Does that make sense? You're hoping that the person's like, Thank goodness they finally added easy mode and they boot up your game and played on easy mode. You're hoping that's a compelling experience. They might not find it enjoyable. You're bending the game like this to lean toward an audience that might say yeah, it's cool they added easy mode but the game's kind of boring. Why? Because the game's quality, the game's identity, the game's value is not centered around like mindlessly button mashing your way through it. It's literally built from the ground up to be super satisfying. Oh, I beat it. Oh, that was hard. Oof, oof, sigh of relief. So the risk that you take is you're trying to bend the game to people who probably won't even like it anyway. And then you're bending it away from the people that love the fact that this is the game, take it or leave it. Like, they love that part of it. That's part of the draw. That's part of the value transmission. They know that when they buy Elden Ring or Armored Core, if they beat a boss, it's the same boss everybody else has to face. And that gives them a sense of satisfaction. I feel pretty good knowing I'm in a small pool of players globally that have beat Sekiro. Like, that feels good to me. It adds to the experience. It adds to the achievement. If you try to please everyone, you please no one. Precisely. James, with 16 months, says, Elden Ring is probably the easiest Souls game from FromSoft that they've put out, and it made more bank than all previous Souls games combined. Coincidence? Well... Elden Ring was breaking records. It was the most anticipated game in breaking records before anybody had concluded that, so I don't agree with your uh, your correlative causality conclusion. You're drawing a causality from a correlation. Elden Ring was highly anticipated, heavily marketed, very, very popular, and nobody knew it was the easiest game. Now, there was one interview where they said, I think more people will complete this than previous FromSoft games, but they never gave anybody the impression that the game was going to be easy. Nobody, nobody bought the game because of that. Like, oh, it's easy. It was like really, really highly anticipated and popular before it even came out. <clears throat> um, to argue you can't think about a single player that say they made a change, it would tick them off. The elitist is silly. They're a company the widest audience is preferred. No. No. If you go too wide in your in your audience, if you go too wide in your appeal, you don't have anything. You become a you become a jack of all trades master of none. There's nothing that really makes you stand out anymore. You're just another action adventure game. I I think there's a real danger in not owning your identity in this market. I actually think you're seeing that I actually think you're seeing that. You're seeing this sort of push to photorealism and games are all kind of starting to look the same. I think games need to start harnessing art style and really own their own identity because if they don't, you're, all, you're just going to have a bunch of photorealistic games that all look the same. Does that make sense? I don't necessarily think you can, you can say that every single game wants the broadest audience possible. Like when like when you make a game, like when they made Jedi Survivor, do you think they were like, We really, really hope seven-year-olds love this game, and we really really hope, you know, 90-year-olds love this game. We hope moms love our game. We hope every demographic loves our game. No. No. They're there you have a target market. Every product has a target market. You're gonna you're gonna go after that target market with with value points and identity markers and marketing points and commercials, you, you think the people that play like candy crush on their phone at lunch break, you think they're trying to like market Jedi survivor or armored core to them? Jack of all trades, master of none, still better than a master of one. There's more to that saying. Yeah, the saying's not an axiom of truth. It expresses a reality. And in video games, if you're a jack of all trades, master of none, you can end up with a game that feels kind of, every category ends up feeling like it doesn't excel. Sure, there's an open world, but who cares if it's empty? Sure, there's lots of combat options. Who cares if the combat feels like crap, right? Right? That's not an axiom of truth. It's just a saying to convey an idea. Diablo 4 had skill trees, but they're not that interesting. Like, knowing your target audience is part of having a successful launch of a product. Target market for Jedi isn't Souls players or anything. It's legit Star Wars fans. Right, but that's my point, Doshi, is the idea somebody was essentially saying that you want the widest audience possible that's not freaking true that's not true at all that you don't want the widest market possible they could just do trophy trees that are tied to difficulty tiers either separate platinums for ultra hard or normal or easy or the other way around and the only way to get the last gold is to do hard mode but again but again it all comes down to incentive or desire I don't think they have an incentive I don't think they have a desire to do it it's extra work I think Fromsoft would rather spend their time fine tuning a fight fine tuning mechanics and having something that is like in their mind perfectly balanced as a fight as opposed to spending time on an easy mode and then coming up with trophy distribution rules and achievement distribution rules because, well, we want our hardcore fans to be the only ones that get these awards, trophies, and accolades. Or they could just do what they've been doing for years to great success. Does, is anybody going to try to argue that FromSoft's making a bad decision commercially? any really really? Like, look at the global... Look at the global total sales of all their titles. Sekiro won Game of the Year. One of the tu- it's one of the toughest games you can play. It's got some of the toughest bosses and toughest things you can do in a game in existence, and it won Game of the Year. You really think they need to make adjustments? Like, the idea that their niche is 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 been completely debunked. Like that that alone is something that gets thrown out a lot. Well, they're kind of niche. They'd be, they'd be a be a little bit more popular if they threw it easy mode. First of all, they're not niche. They're they have very very long standing and very successful franchises. They don't need to make any adjustments. I don't want any devs getting pushed into spending time on stuff they don't want to do. But on the other hand, how hard is it to give a ten times damage resistance buff? It's not that it's hard. It's that it has reverberations throughout the entire game, Derek. If you give somebody a ten times damage resistance buff, it will break things in the game. It will break fights. It'll break enemy aggro. It'll break enemy attacks. It can cause games to crash. It can cause things to go wrong because the game's not resolving things properly. You're suddenly at, you're you're in, you're in you're inserting something that wasn't there prior, so that needs to be tested. So if they add that buff, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, quote unquote God mode. that needs to be tested in every fight it needs to be tested in every fight, every trash ad, every mini boss, every major boss why? because it literally can break stuff the enemies will be like the enemies will respond to how much damage they've done to you, they'll respond to if you heal or not they'll respond to your movements they'll respond to where you go, and if you're just standing there face tanking it can cause the game to, to break, it can cause mechanics to break so if they add that it's not as simple as adding that it's adding that and then it reverberates throughout the entire game well now we got to go through every single fight and we got to test this you're telling me you play any of the prior from games that are already out and you use a mod for invincibility that the game crashes i didn't say the game crashes i'm saying there are things that can happen Like a lot of the times you download those mods and they'll break aspects of the game. Things will things won't work properly. They won't. So the developer has to go through and make sure none of that happens if they add a quote unquote easy mode, if they add a quote unquote God mode. They they can't just like throw it out there and be like, Yeah, who cares if elements of the games break down and don't work right? That's the point. Like I like I'm not saying if you throw on God mode, your game's gonna crash but there are certain things that when you go and you fight there are certain elements and mechanics that might break down and not work right maybe you don't notice it but the developer would notice it they would say well now this boss isn't acting right this fight's not going right why well if you turn on god mode it breaks aggro like the enemy's aggression meter doesn't function properly because the enemy the the, the, the player's not taking any damage so now well so now we got to go in and make sure that the game that the fight works properly And the enemy reacts properly, even in the event that somebody's turned on God mode. Now, the person throwing on the mod doesn't care, but the developers would care. That's the point. I would just say playing on baby mode and having the game not work completely correctly is not a big deal. It is to the developer. It's their game. There are parts of the game that literally give you more resistance. Yeah, there's pieces, there's parts, there's builds, there's an internal economy. There's all these things they would have to consider if they add this easy mode. Again, I again, people armchair devit, they're like, oh, just add easy mode. How hard is that? It's like, what do you mean? It would change the fundamentals of every single fight. It would change the fundamentals of every fight. Because you can't die. You can't take damage, you can't beat, you're not weak, you don't have to go hide, you don't have to dodge you don't have to do anything That's why people are upset about the Baltius nerf, because one of the fundamentals of the fight is dodging his missile barrage, and people are like, yeah, you don't even have to dodge it now You Strafe At this point, people just need to use guides, because all this stuff is in the game how do I like the PlayStation update? Uh, PlayStation update, as far as I know, pushed out the co-pilot feature so Madam and I can start doing that thing where we we can play a game and each control the character. That was, I thought that was going to take longer to come to the, to the platform. Here's an example for you, Lono. I'm a pacifist, but I want to play a violent game. I can't p- repeat enough that I 101% agree the devs should only do what they want. I'm not in any way suggesting they should spend a single minute of anything they don't want to do right you keep saying that but much of your argumentation is acting like what's the big deal if they do what's the big deal if they add it what what does it change and I'm telling you all the things that would change it's not like you're acting like it's as simple as a switch they can flip and it's like so who cares if they do it and it's like no it would be tectonic it would have reverberative effects throughout the entirety of the game and yes it would hurt the game's identity Do you have any plans to share thoughts on Unity charging devs for installs? Yeah, I hope their company crashes and burns and the CEO has to retire. I hope parasitic predatory companies like that go bankrupt. Sadly, the engine's attached to too many games. I would love to see the I would love to see this harm them so financially so so strongly and so financially that the CEO gets voted out and fired. And then they bring in new leadership because there's too many games that are being affected by this. It's too many games. Like, this needs to be handled at a, at a financial pain level. That's what I hope happens. That CEO needs to be sacked. And anybody attached to the decision needs to be sacked. Parasitic predator pieces of trash. That's what they are. And then, the, then now they're out here trying to act like, oh yeah, it's, that w- they're trying to defend it. Why don't you take a seat? Go go work in pharmaceuticals if you're going to be that disgusting. Souls games have easy mode already. Just farm souls or use magic. Well, I mean, yes and no, yes and no. I think that's where people that have knowledge of the game get frustrated by the debate. There are ways to make the game easier. There are. It's the former EA CEO. Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. Not if it's financially destructive. No. Pharmacists? Not pharmacists. I said pharmaceuticals. (laughs) Go work for Big Pharma if you're going to be that predatory. I think the people that have intricate knowledge of these games gets frustrated by this because they're like, I don't understand. There are ways to make the game easy. You just got to spend time thinking and tinkering. Don't you see how that dilutes the identity of the game? You got Armored Core 6 where if you meet a really challenging fight and you spend hours tweaking and adjusting your build and then you finesse the boss, I mean, you just smoke the boss... And then but then they add easy mode. and It's like, well then now you don't have to do any of that. All of the all the time and all the work and all the effort that went into that. It would be like saying what's it matter if the marathon adds a shorter route for people that just want to get the badge at the end. Right? Well, you could put a little asterisk on their t-shirt, you know, 5K, you put a little asterisk sort of Like, how would you feel if you had been conditioning and training and stretching and getting ready to run some marathon? And they're like, well, we really want to make this marathon more accessible to more people. So we have like a hundred yard track that people can run on and and run across the finish line and get their picture taken and get a t-shirt. We'll put a little asterisk on your t-shirt that no one's really going to see. What do you think that would do to the people running the marathon? Well, I don't want to run this marathon. What the frick are you doing? You're practically handing out participation trophies, right? Marathons, what they appeal to, the people they appeal to, right? It's it's the same way with FromSoft games. FromSoft games, Souls-like games, they appeal to a certain breed of person. And that appeal is going to go down quite a bit if you're like, hey, we added an easy mode. Well, hang on a minute. That... That's not the game, that's not the game type, that's not the game company I fell in love with. There are there's a litany of games out there like that. You want an easy mode? You want to run around with a sword? You want to feel awesome? Okay, play Ghost of Tsushima and turn the difficulty down. Play Jedi Survivor or Fallen Order and turn the difficulty down and have a ball. There is a there's a sea of action adventure RPGs out there that you can play that have difficulty modes. Knowing your brand and knowing your audience, you're never getting this from from. You're never going to. With from or Bethesda games in particular, the entire debate's probably pointless because the community will make mods that basically baby that are basically baby mode and the devs don't ever need to worry about it. Yes and no because you can't get those mods for armored core on your on your console. You can't. Eugene says, I don't come to Baldur's Gate 3 asking for real-time combat. Precisely. Precisely. My wife wanted to take a picture of her character last night because a friend of hers was like, hey, you know, do, is, is your husband still in the gaming, right? Are you guys playing Baldur's Gate 3? And she wanted to see a picture of our of her character. I booted up the game. I couldn't freaking figure out how to open up inventory. I was like, what kind of a game is this? Like, pause, no. Touchpad, no. Huh? What do I do? I had to, like, look it up. Like, you got to hold left trigger and then push a stick in and then it like, what on earth? It's a complicated game that's probably a little bit more manageable on a mouse and keyboard. More than likely. The fundamental issue here is that a developer like FromSoft's wholly convinced that the most fulfilling way to experience their creation is to do it with their version of difficulty. That's the thing I think you need to understand in this debate and discussion is if you go read the interviews with the guy that is, he's doing the interview circuit about Lords of the Fallen, right? Go, 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 go read the interview, right? Go read the interviews about Elden Ring, Sekiro, and Armored Core, okay? There is so much thought and philosophical care that goes into these games easy mode is like another language to them they're like what I don't speak that language what are you talking about I I don't know what you're talking about that's not what we're doing here it's excellent on controller I'm assuming once you learn to navigate the menus it's probably not too bad but mouse and keyboard in a game like that's probably a little bit faster just to navigate and get you know get get to and from places it's scoring very well on console, so I'm imagining that it's fine. It's just, I didn't know. I was like, what the frick am I doing here? <laughs> like, I can't just pull up my inventory, you know? Maybe my assumption is wrong, but I thought easy mode was for people that buy a game and don't play often. That's the result of marketing. I'm not sure what you mean. Souls games are the genre that interests me the least out of any genre. However, even I don't want them adding an easy mode. Yeah, more people need to be like God of Oryx. How you doing? New to your channel. Is Armor Core 6 really that difficult? Because I beat all three playthroughs. My first playthrough, I died plenty of times and I still enjoyed it. If you're familiar with these type of games, Angry Kangaroo, and you know how to kind of build your way around the, the skill checks, the knowledge, I think this game's more than skill checks. It's also like knowledge checks. This just in. Old man mad at video game controls. Um I've played RPGs my entire life and every time you're trying to get to your inventory you just hit like the pause button or the center button. That's all you ever have to do. <laughs> it's not it's it's I've never had it be like multiple button presses to get there. So, it wasn't a big deal. I literally just shut down Jedi Survivor. I'm like, oh, let's ha- let's let you take this picture real quick and then we can watch Ahsoka. And the game took forever to load. I was like, come on. And then I just couldn't pull in her inventory. I was like, okay, I thought this was literally going to take 10 seconds. <laughs> like, come on. So it was a it was a unique instance. It wasn't us actually playing the game. But if from so- the day they add easy mode is the day Miyazaki leaves us for the upper room. It would destroy their identity as a dev. Right. So what Angry Kangaroo is getting at, though... I do think, think in general, if you're familiar with these types of games, and you know how to kind of navigate around the pain points and the skill checks, as I said, they're not just skill checks, they're knowledge checks. You have to kind of know, okay, this is happening in the fight, here's how I can adjust, here's how I can overcome. I'm new here, I saw your live when I searched Armored Core 6, thought I'd stop by. Hey, If you're new here, I do a talk show like this pretty much Monday through Friday about a variety of topics. So we cover everything here. We also do uploads. So I did yesterday a stream about the PlayStation State of Play Rumors and then I did an upload about Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition. I'm going to have an upload today about Cyberpunk and why I'm kind of concerned about some of the things we're hearing about Phantom Liberty but that'll be later. That'll be in like an hour and right now we're having a live discussion. I sort of did an opening monologue about some of the nerfs that took place in Armored Core 6. We're sort of debating the nature of difficulty in games, difficulty modes, easy modes, etc. If you really want to support the stream directly, if you've already hit like and subscribe thank you for doing that. Make sure you have smash like button we should have 300 likes by now so make sure and take the time to do that but if you want to become a member here's all the benefits you get you get badges emotes, you get a daily member stream with me it's at the end of the day you also get Friday night streams with my wife and then you get members only discord access so that's a great reason to support the stream directly with a membership and if you hang out a lot you may get a gifted membership we have a very generous uh, crew here and we're pushing towards a 3000 member goal and that'll unlock a fight night where my wife and I have to play a game against each other there is a fight night this week this Friday night my wife and I'll be playing Mortal Kombat 1 against each other it should be hilarious because we don't play those types of games like at all (laughs) Armored Core 6 isn't hard once you learn how to build your mech. People are finding more and more interesting combinations because community knowledge is growing. Give me one second to open up the, the office door. We're in that weird cooldown period so the AC's not kicking on. It's like 71 degrees in the house, so the AC's not kicking on, but if you close this room up like a box, like the lights and the monitors, and you don't cycle in new air, it gets very uncomfortable. So the main topic is nerfing difficulty for Armor Core 6. Well, we sort of springboarded off of the changes, so if you're not aware, they made some changes to the chapter 1, 2, and 4 bosses. Right? The... Uh, Baltius, the... Uh, what's the... It's not... I, I want to say... I know it's wrong. It's not Sea Turtle. <laughs> I want to say Sea Turtle. Cell, 240. They they made some changes to those three bosses. And the community was irritated at that, right? They were not happy about it. And so we started talking about... Basically, one of the contentions from, you know, people... Typically, the Defend FromSoft games when easy mode comes up is they say, well, you need to respect the vision of the devs, right? Well, you need to respect the vision of the devs. And I'm kind of saying that back to them right now. If you are thinking that that, no easy mode, respect the vision of the devs, sea spider, thank you. I was like, I know it's not sea turtle. I know that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You will face the mighty sea turtle. Anyway, if you're going to argue that we should respect the devs for not doing easy mode, you kind of have to respect the devs when they adjust a fight because they think it's overtuned, it's too difficult, something to that nature, right? I I think that I think that is 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 my pushback. But then on the other side, I said these adjustments to these fights, it shows people how you can't just add easy mode to these games. These games are complex. They have minute things they can change in a fight, and then the whole fight changes. They adjusted Baltius's targeting of his missile barrage, and it completely changed the fight. Completely changed the fight. Lono, for some armored core, uh, for, oh, for some AC, you can get a Wi-Fi unit that will detect the temp in your room, and it'll cater to it. Well, but the problem with that, Russell, is I would I would basically freeze the rest of the house. If the rest of the house is at seventy-one or seventy-two, and I'm down here baking because my door is closed, like I'm already cooled off because the door is open. If I if I do that, well, then I'm going to be sitting down here feeling kind of nice, and then the rest of the house is going to be, you know, like below seventy degrees, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to drive up the uh, the electric bill either. I can open the door. <laughs> Is a, a much simpler solution. I walked three feet, and I opened the door. That's it. I already feel better. So, I'm down with respect, the dev says Derek. So when certain companies include a vast array of difficulty options, cool. When others don't, cool. I'll enjoy the games either way. Why is uh, Jedi Survivor 150 gig? I have no idea why it is that expensive. Um, But but it's well worth it after the most recent patch. I've been playing it every night and I will just say this, no spoilers. It's, it's not just a good story. It's an excellent Star Wars story. I'm absolutely loving it. There was a line last night and I was like, I knew it was like a head nod and a reference to other Star Wars movies, but they did it in their own way. It was, it was wonderful. I've been so pleased. There's still some wonkiness to the game, there's still some popping and some oddities. There's still some animation issues with some stuff, but the performance mode runs rock solid and that's all I really cared about. I'm absolutely loving my time with it. Oh, it's all the 4K textures. Yeah, the download size is bonkers and that's probably one of the reasons. Uh, Eugene says, people are going to be playing this game and killing those bosses hundreds of times. They have every right to be annoyed for a change that seems to cater to a one and done. True. Here's the let's talk about that. So, the central identity of this game is that you customize to overcome. If I could summarize it in a sentence or in like a saying, you customize to overcome. Guys, do me a favor, we're past the one hour mark. And we usually do about a two, two and a half hour long stream, so we're kind of past the halfway mark of the talk show. Do me a favor and take a second, a lot of you lurkers, make sure and hit that thumbs up button. YouTube's been acting funky, so make sure it's saved your like. Chat's been acting kind of weird, right? And consider you could give some members as well. Get that number going. And don't forget to turn on notifications, because YouTube's acting funky today. We're not showing up on homepages, so always check your sub feed. If you don't see me on your homepage, check your sub feed. We had some people saying this morning I wasn't on their homepage. YouTube's making some changes and it can fiddle with that stuff. So the identity of this game, its central offering is Customize to Overcome. Like if I was going to give this game a motto or like a byline, it would be Armored Core 6, Customize to Overcome. That's what you're supposed to do. And... Not just that, you can achieve higher levels of excellence. Yo, Ragnarok gifts a single member. Thank you so much for doing that. Single member bumping the line up to six. We got these handy dandy little pop outs. You guys will have to wait and see what the big ones are. Whether you do a 5, 10, 20, or 50 bomb or even a layup. That's actually an Agent of Chaos layup. I didn't... Oh, I didn't do Agent of Chaos. Shoot. I forgot to do Agent of Chaos. How does one check if the like has saved? Just look and see if it's still highlighted. Just look and see if it's still highlighted. Sometimes likes get, like, undone when they've been doing these, like, UI updates and stuff. So, if the game is about... Yeah, like my shirt the other day, Adapt and Overcome. If the if the game is about customizing to overcome... But more than that, if you can like replay a boss and go for a higher rank, some of that gets affected by this because now people that were working on a Baltius S tier rank, right? Thank you. Another single gifted member coming in from blurred Rodic. You the best bum the line to seven on the members today. Thank you so much. Let's imagine that you were really close to an S tier on Baltius and you boot up after this patch and you smoke him. Is that satisfying, do you think? You were like having a hard time, you were getting better, you were you were you were rounding off your rough edges, you were figuring things out, and now all of a sudden it's extremely easy. Do you see what I'm saying? I think that's where people are frustrated. They're like, well, come on, man. Now the fight's not even the same. If you're working on an S tier rank for boss chapters one, two, and four, the ones that got nerfed, that affects the content for those people. I, I totally get where they're coming from. Part of me wonders if, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how difficult or complex this would be. Why not give people version control? Right? Can you give the player version control to say hey, I really want to roll back to version 1.0 pre-patch and keep working on Baltius so that when I have my little S tier thing pop up, it says down in the corner version 1.0 instead of 1.03 or whatever this the Armored Core 6 patch, I believe it's 1.03 So, I don't know how complicated it is, I don't know how complex that is but from where I sit That could be something they could consider doing if that's even remotely possible. I understand why people got upset when things get nerfed or buffed like this. Another point in favor of waiting to play until updates or patches come out. Version control, I support that idea, but you might have trouble with people then expecting support for defunct versions. Well, you would just have a pop-up and a warning. Hey, if you roll back to version 1.0, there are quality of life updates and things that you're going to be missing out on. Like, you're making the choice here. You, we can't guarantee the stability of these builds because we've left them behind. We've patched oddities and and performance issues and crashes and things of that nature, right? Like, you'd, you'd have to have like a little warning pop up and people would know. I mean, come on. If you're rolling back your, your version, you know what you're signing up for. You know, there's that glitch on mission two. I know where it is, you know. AC4 had version control? Did it really? Version control would take care take a lot of space locally. If done remotely, it would cost a lot. Well, AOZ, would it need to be taking up space locally? Couldn't they just go into Steam and do it? And obviously it would have to like roll back the patch. But yeah, I guess the way I described it would be a nightmare because it had to be like internally, internally saved. You'd have to do it on your install so it doesn't take up a bunch of space my archivist inclinations do make me wonder about expired versions if you wanted to play the original version of No Man's Sky today I don't think you can I don't think you can play it I don't even think if you have the disc you can play it They, they did a physical they did a physical version of No Man's Sky did they not if you had a physical version you might be able to PC version gets con- version control already. Consoles is the harder one, says Eugene. My ten-year-old got his butt kicked for four hours in Armored Core Six. He adapted and got good. And we got grown crybabies complaining about difficulty. I mean, <laughs> casual grinder. I mean, what you want me to say? We've always this. I don't think this. I think this is a never-ending debate. There's literally games that are more or less gone from existence. Yeah, yeah, Vanilla No Man's Sky. It'd be pretty cool if they released it and just called it that, you know? Hey, if you really want to see how far No Man's Sky has come, we, we're we releasing, you know, No Man's Sky 1.0. You can download it. It's a separate install just to compare. I mean, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Nintendo just announced their directs, I guess. I thought I saw a tweet about it wheezy was going back and forth with people in the discord about accessibility i didn't feel like having that debate again today but i believe he was making good points september the 14th at 7 a.m pacific so at 10 o'clock 40 minutes information on nintendo switch games releasing this winter oh well that's going to be about like probably mario rpg and super mario wonder nothing nothing earth shattering i'm i'm assuming I have Vanilla No Man's Sky. It's got it's called disc version. So I guess another point towards physical. Can you install that and play it without downloading anything? Is that even possible? I like watching 1.0 No Man's Sky content and then coming back to the current stuff. Are there people that can are there people doing that like cranking out No Man's Sky 1.0 content? That's awesome if so. Nobody wants to play the original version? For curiosity's sake, I think people would. I don't think people would be clamoring to play it because they're like, oh, it's so good. I think they'd be like, I want to go see what it was like. You know? You need to shut off the internet connection? Yeah, but it still might say, we need a... we need a... we need a... we need to download an update or something. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember No Man's Sky vanilla if if it did that. If there was like a day one thing you played on console not connected Game Informer gave Liza P a 9.5 wait are reviews kicking out for Liza P already that's a, that's a high score from Game Informer it depends if there's a day one patch right is it going to immediately ask that question of you like hey you gotta plug into the internet you know we need an update and you're gonna be like oh I guess I can't play this right um a five spot from rabbit keep up the great work lono also looks like we're getting spider-man 2 impressions friday yes 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 um uh i'll take the commit pick that gift before i said promise uh okay (laughs) oh my gosh the boys are planning a trip to come to the city Mm, it won't. Oh, so Dave, you do it. You play Vanilla No Man's Sky. Cool, cool, cool. I, I guess you can do it then. There you go. Uh, Weezy says, the reason hearing an easy mode couch as an accessibility option ticks me off so much is I have friends who have come back from combat with brain injuries or physical impairments and they still enjoy to play video games with accessibility options and if they got told, we're making this easy mode because you need accessibility, they'd be rightfully ticked. Well, Right. Oh, wow. I, I want to respond to what Weezy's saying in a moment. Lies of P reviews are coming in. The lowest scores I'm seeing are from Tech Raptor at a seven, Noisy Pixel at a seven and a half. I feel like Noisy Pixel consistently gives pretty low scores. I don't know about Tech Raptor. Now, if I look at Push Square, Hey Poor Player, both eights, and then, but why though, 8.5? And then the 6-axis Checkpoint Gaming Xbox Era Game Informer God is Geek 9-9 nine, nine, nine 10 so that's a wide gamut I don't know if I'm going to the bank with that just yet that's a wide gamut of scores there the Game Informer 9.5 is encouraging I don't feel like Game Informer hands out high scores willy-nilly I don't think they do I don't remember what they gave Starfield um um Mm, I don't remember. Those are pretty good scores, though. They called it. They said they said it had overwhelming scope. They gave they gave uh, Starfield an eight and a half. That's actually a strong score uh, for Starfield, really, if you consider the, lo- the the global score of Starfield. So maybe Game Informer does lean a little a little high on reviews. It has an eighty five on Open Critic of P does. Okay. Okay. For their first outing, for a brand new IP, I would say that's pretty good. I would say that's pretty good. If they land in the 80s, good for them. Good for them. Once you fall out of the 80s, I think more and more people are going to say, eh. you know, once you land in the 70s, I think people will be more skeptical of your game. <clears throat> and rightfully so. The, 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 this year is full. This year is absolutely full of, of really, really, really high quality games. So... You gotta be uh you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. You know? Can't be launching can't be launching a mid game. Tough year for that. Is it locked to thirty FPS on console? Lies of P? No. No, it is not. No. Noisy Pixar are weird. I've seen them give Great Games a six and then a visual novel a nine. I think every review is worth checking out. I think every review is worth checking out. I think you can you can learn something. Even if somebody is giving an inflated score, right? I still think you can learn something from the review. If you go to, you know, Souls and they give Liza P a nine and a half. And they give Armored Core a ten. Okay. That's not, I don't even know if that's a site. I'm just, I made that up. Their bias is probably pretty apparent in the name of their website. And likely, you know, going to be leaning pretty heavily on the score. Thank you, Park. So to go back to what Weezy was saying about accessibility is not about adding easy mode. I am not somebody that is in need of accessibility features. I'm not colorblind. I don't have any motor impairment. I don't have any visual or uh, mental impairments, okay? I don't have any of those issues to live with. The people that do, my understanding of what they typically ask for is they would like there to be accessibility options so that they can play, in light of what has them impaired to whatever degree. Maybe they need really, really big font because they're legally blind. Maybe they need colorblind mode. Maybe they need controller binding options because they're gonna play with one hand, or they're like, you know, what's it, Johnny? A Rocky no hands. You know, maybe they're like Rocky and they gotta play with their mouth. Okay, I always love showing clips of Rocky to my kiddos when he's not. You know, talking smack because, you know, he can get a little crass, but I like to show them clips of him because I'm like, check out this guy. He's paralyzed and he can still play video games, right? It's my understanding that they're never asking for an easy mode. They're not saying, hey, could you make Elden Ring easier for us because, you know, of our impairment? It's, can you add accessibility options so we can play the same game that everybody else is playing? There's a giant difference between saying I would like accessibility options so I can play this racing game that my friend is playing. That's not the same as saying I would like you to make the racing game really easy for me because I only have one hand. Those are completely different statements. And I don't think I've ever seen any gaming accessibility advocates pushing for easy mode. I don't think I've ever seen that. What I think I typically see is people who want easy mode trying to like hitch on to the wagon of accessibility and say, oh, oh, but accessibility though, I think what you're doing is kind of scummy because I think you're misrepresenting what accessibility advocates are pushing for because you want a game to be easier. You're not pushing for accessibility. You're pushing for something that is different. It's called approachability. Making a game more approachable by making it easier is not the same as accessibility. These are different categories. These are different terms. The intentions of these things are completely different. Making a game easier is not at all. It has nothing to do with the intentions of saying, here is somebody missing fingers and they have to use a special controller let's add accessibility options for them that's not the same as putting in easy mode, they're different and I told you about a year ago that this was going to happen I said people are going to start smuggling in easy mode requests and they're going to put on the sheep's clothing of accessibility and if you look at accessibility advocates that's not what they're asking for I've seen your chat claim that your critics are all probably disabled uh, because they're free in the daytime. Lots of people are glad to blame disabled people for everything. I don't necessarily think that's what was stated. I thought somebody made the observation that a lot of the people that are terminally online and are toxic may in fact be on disability which would potentially add to the fact that they're miserable and unhappy and they're taking out their frustrations on the world. I don't think somebody said, the people attacking you are disabled, Lono. I don't think anybody's actually said that. I think you're misrepresenting. Somebody made a pretty, I think, fair observation that if you're living terminally online and being incredibly toxic, it wouldn't surprise me if you did a sociological study of that type of behavior and you did find a a large number of people in that hemisphere of being either on disability or unemployed. That wouldn't shock me at all. Would that shock you? That someone is either on disability or unemployed and they're on the internet all day being toxic, right? I'm not saying people that do that are toxic. I'm saying of the people that are toxic, you might find that a common theme. They're really angry and frustrated at their current situation. And. Their current situation allows them to be on the internet all time, to- all day. Do you see? Like, if you if you are terminally on Twitter and you're being toxic every single day, you got to ask what's going on that allows that. What's their situation in life that's leading to that, right? Being on disability doesn't even mean you're disabled. You can be on disability because you had a back injury, right? And you're just angry at the world because, you you know, you've, you can't do the things you want to do. It doesn't mean that you're like a disabled veteran or something. There are people on disability that are not necessarily disabled. Does that make sense? I'm toxic and I'm able-bodied. <laughs> right. Right. You're really misrepresenting the observation that was stated. It wouldn't surprise me at all if you look at people who are terminally online and consistently toxic. They all have very similar traits. They're they're mostly male. (laughs) They're in the same age bracket. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if a lot of them are currently not employed. Because it affords them the ability to do it. And it also probably adds to why there is a layer of permanent settled anger right that's a that's a reality that that you see in life all of the time you see people that are sort of down on their luck and it can lead to misery anger and lashing out this is this is a pretty fair observation to make it's not not creating a it's not creating a category and saying well if you're toxic to me on the internet then you're disabled like that's not what somebody was saying I think injury counts as disabled. You have limited ability. But sometimes somebody is on disability temporarily. Don't we typically use the word disabled to refer to people who it's more of a chronic or ongoing thing or like a permanent thing? I mean, I guess there's probably a spectrum. A dude that lost his arm overseas in war isn't the same as a guy who has a back injury that can go through physical therapy and be back to normal in six months. They might both be on disability, But one is, I think, disabled. And one would be like, well, this is a temporary disability, right? Like, this is why words are important, I think. Maidenless is more eloquent. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Disability can be somebody that just is, is morbidly obese, right? That's not the same as a guy who served our country and got his leg blown off. Like, the very different hemispheres there. The point, the point was, the point was, we're well off course here. The point was, accessibility in gaming has nothing to do, nothing to do with easy mode, right? Nothing to do with easy mode. They're completely separate. And you've got to keep them separate, or you're going to argue, and you're going to look, you're going to look silly, right? Right? You're going to look silly. If you have all that time, how could you be that toxic? I'd rather have fun online. People typically act out of what's inside. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of a man that defiles him. I think it betrays what's on the inside. If someone's spewing toxicity, hate, and constantly attacking others and maligning them and name-calling them like literally every day... The darkness on the insides coming out that's what you're seeing that's what you're seeing and I think that's a fair observation to make that like what you're putting out into the world is likely the reality that you feel on the inside that's why the prudent man ignores the insult right I don't who who cares if people are going to act that way they're probably miserable There's no point in spitting back or swinging back. You know? NVIDIA DLSS support is coming to Starfield. Well, that's good to hear. Like, officially, that's good news for anybody on an NVIDIA card. So, point being, point being, to put the car back on the road, discussions about difficulty mode and discussions about easy mode I think generally come down to expectations. And if your expectation is that every game should be playable by everyone, I don't think you can argue that. I don't think you can. Because there's always going to be somebody who can't. There's always going to be somebody who can't play your game. Like, I made the example in my show open. I said... You know, the older you get, the slower your reflexes become. Is it ageist to not have slow motion mode for games that require fast reflexes? Like, are we being ageist? Are we excluding the elderly? I'm being dead serious. I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious. Jay Wright with a single gifted member. There it is. You guys have yet to test out the new the new pop-outs for the bigger the bigger member gifts. The singles have been hitting all day today. Eight members on the day. Thank you, Jay Wright. Upcoming patch notes leaked. HDR support, FOV slider, DLSS, and ultra-wide support. Well, the FOV slider will be celebrated by PC users as well. That was such a weird omission. It was so odd. But I'm not being facetious, right? If you're 55, if you're 60, and you still love gaming you're going to have a distinctly harder time than the guy in his 20s. You are. You're going to. Your fail rate will be higher. Promise you. Promise you. If you take 10, 10 experienced gamers that are 55, and you have them play a game that requires quick reflexes, you have those 10 guys play, and you have 10 experienced gamers that are 25... Where do you think the fail rate's going to be higher? Where? The fail rate's going to be higher with the older men. Why? Their reflexes are slower. They have a larger, I think, difficulty curve to get over. They do. They're going to make more mistakes. They're going to get hit by more attacks. I put money on the table. Money on the table. If you're playing a game with like really quick reflexes to parry and block, they're going to have a harder time. You want to know how I know this? I'm 42 and I'm not as fast as I used to be. I'm not. I'm not. I never was particularly great at fast games, but I got news for you. When I was at my in like in my prime in Quake 3 Rocket Arena, if I could go back in time right now and play against myself, I would lose every time to myself. As 42 year old Lono against 22 year old Lono, I would lose every time. I'm not as I'm not as fast. So th- should they put slow motion mode, easy mode, slow mo mode in for for the elderly? I'm again not being facetious. I'm being serious here. There's always going to be a group of people that can't keep up that get bucked off the horse and are like, I just can't keep up with this game. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the skill set, right? Gang comes in and renews their membership. Thank you so much. I'm a man. I'm 40. (laughs) You young people don't seem to understand what slow reflexes feel like. You don't feel slow. Everyone else feels really fast, right? Right. You might have better game sense and positioning it's po- it's possible it's possible but again but again the point stands think about going in the other direction at what age do you say the game should be accessible what age 4 years old 5 years old right should should a game have an easy mode that is so insanely easy I can put the controller in the hands of an infant and they're just like and they're like spitting all over the place and slapping the controller and they're beating the game what 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 age do you what age do you say it's okay if this game is is not approachable or beatable by this sector of the gaming world what age don't you see the premise that every game should be approachable, people use the word accessible and they shouldn't, but they'll say every game should be accessible to everybody. What the frick? How do you do that? That's not even that's not even feasible. It's not possible. It isn't. Poor elderly people trying to play souls like Lono's telling them they're too old. I'm not telling them they're too old. I was very careful with my phrasing. I said, they're going to have a a higher or larger difficulty hump to get over. They are. Because they are going to be more prone to miss cues. They're going to miss them. Because they're slower. They're going to have a harder time. A 25-year-old kid who eats, breathes, and sleeps Souls-like's and a fifty-five-year-old guy that eats, breathes, and sleeps souls likes. I guarantee you, fail rate is higher for the older guy. Guaranteed, he's slower. His brain is literally measurably slower. It just is. Everything's slower. It, even his muscles, even the, even his ability to do things quickly with his hands. It's all slower. He's gonna make. He's gonna make more mistakes. We're not 90? Are you kidding me? Do you want to really compare the reflexes of a 55-year-old to a 25-year-old? Some of y'all are uh, some of y'all are getting a little little woken up to reality this morning. <laughs> you, you're not as fast as you once were, dude. You're not. <laughs> run around the block with a teenager. All right. <laughs> Just see. Like, hey, let's let's run, let's do like a 100-yard Let's just see how it feels. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, come on, old man. I'm going to do two more laps. What about Jason Momoa, Hilly? Jason Momoa is trying to distract me. With, 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 J- Hilly trying to distract me with Jason Momoa. I have some good news for you, Lono. Jason Momoa was at a racetrack in the UK, Goodwood 2023 Revival. He was riding a very cool motorbike made in 1930. Literally the sexy oozes out of this dude. I agree. Some of y'all don't realize how much worse you are than a seventeen year old. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. For all the grandpa's in chat. Oh, the reaction time test. Let's take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's do some science, mister White. Science. Alright, hang on a second. Omar says, "I'm in my prime. Seventeen months. Thank you so much, guys. You have. I actually hang on. I need to schedule the the premiere. You have about thirty minutes to hit the member goal. We have not missed the member goal since November of last year. So, uh, y'all are gonna need to get on it. We are. I'm not. This has been one of the slowest days we've had in a long time. Somebody said I wasn't on their homepage. That may be having an effect." may be having an effect all right so we're gonna do this we're gonna schedule this i got something with cyberpunk uh today today's the 13th and we're gonna we're gonna run this sucker at noon right we're gonna set it up as a premiere and we're gonna turn on ambient intro right today at noon yeah schedule it i'm gonna need the members only um the members only thumbnail creature YouTube's acting super goofy on the back end as well. Bro Sexy at 15 months. Definitely don't have the reflexes at 47 that I used to, but that doesn't stop me from trying. There you go. There you go. All right, let me set up the redirect. Hang on one minute. Guys, we still don't have 300 likes. We are really having an odd day. We've had a great turnout, but we're having a strange day on the platform. the, The YouTube is constantly refreshing on the back end. I don't know what in the world is going on. I'm closing this. This is weird. Um, okay. Let's take a look at this. Um. This is a simple tool to measure your reaction time. Okay. Reaction test. How, can I just take it without logging in? Scores, tests are faster than the aim trainer. Okay. Aim trainer. Hit the target. Hit 30 targets as quickly as you can. Click the target above to begin. Well, here we go. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna put myself out there. Ready, ready. I have to make that sound every single time, or I'll miss. See. Average time per target is 565 milliseconds. Save your score and see how you compare. All right, what's this mean? Is this is this? Do you want this number to be low or good? Do you want the percentile to be low or high? Thank you, Kale, for 15 months in a VIP. Luna's going to age shame the old folks. I admit to old age interfering with reflexes. Weezy got a 182. You Need to take it again. Did I sit there and wait too long? I wonder. I figured it was the first click that started it. I only got it down to 500. I don't have fa- I'm not fast. I'm missing a lot. I'm certainly missing a lot. That's part of the problem. I'm going too. F- I'm going too far, too fast. Maybe I need to turn the DPI down on the on the the mouse so that I don't do that. Now I'm like hesitant. Now I'm like getting there slow. Yeah. I told y'all. How old are you, Wheeze? How old are you, Butters? This is this is forty two. <laughs> I'm forty two. To be fair, I don't play games like this either. I don't. Old man speeds. Look how many times I'm missing. Yeah, same. Your reaction time's 250? I don't play a lot of mouse games. I mean, I don't know. There's a straight-up reaction time test also. Statistics. Yeah, I'm on the back end. of the the curve. If you look here, right? I'm in here on the curve. You guys that are in the 100s, you're down here. I took the click one green test. Oh, you guys took a different test. How do I take a different test? Aim trainer. Here, reaction time. When the red box turn greens, click as quickly as you can. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, you guys literally got into the 100s on the aim trainer? Like, goodness gracious. Alright, here we go. Here we go. 265. Click to keep going. 271. Yeah, I'm in the 200s. Yeah, part of the problem with the aim trainer is I was missing. I was, like, missing the target. Okay, so 200, I'm right up here. I'm right in the middle of the pack at 200 on this. This is just pure reaction time. 182. 211. I think that's probably the best I've gotten. The average median reaction time is 273 milliseconds according to this data collected so far. Okay. While an average human reaction time may fall between 200 to 250, your computer could be adding 10 to 50 milliseconds on top. Some modern TVs add as much as 150. You're right there with me. I got 194. Do we have any young people in the room that are scoring a lot lower than this? Parasito got a 421 on the aim trainer and a 175 on on the green test. Yeah, so my... What was I getting on the aim test? I forget. What was I getting on this? Oh, I was in the 500s. It's not putting reaction time here. You probably have to make an account if you wanted to, like, save. Yeah, it's not. Fine. You got two ten. I'm twenty four and I got two hundred and eleven. Two twenty four. Yeah, I mean, even a, even a young person in the room got the same score as I did on the reaction test. Two eleven. As gamers, we're gonna blame it on lag. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm sc- I'm actually scoring a little bit better on the reaction time green test. I'm scoring better than I thought I would at 42. Hilly got 3,872 milliseconds. What were you doing, Hilly? <laughs> I've had a couple beers. <laughs> a couple. You got 184, 205, and 211, okay. As a gamer, you will be above average for your age. 40 years and I got a 193. That's pretty good. 203 at 37. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys understand what I'm saying, right? Like, I... you'd Again, you'd have to run a more scientific test in a video game. Have experienced gamers in their 50s and then have experienced gamers in their 25s play against an enemy in like Sekiro where you gotta parry, block, and dodge, and I do I genuinely feel like your fail rates would be higher with the older guys, I do Hilly Hillary, Hillary literally exploded when it turned green, there you go okay All right, let me get the... the, We are going to do a member stream after the premiere today. Uh, We are at 8 out of 25 on the goal. You guys are going to have to really dig deep in the next 26 minutes. We're going to miss the mark. All right, let me go in here. And let me create this, uh, this member stream. Boot up Kovacs. Let's go. I don't even know what that is. All right, schedule we'll reuse this and we're going to go 31 I got this score 328 on reaction I wonder though if some of that is uh if some of that's monitor dependent right it, I wonder if it depends on like the refresh time of your monitor Like, I wonder if you're really going to see that kind of a chasm of difference between people. You know? Again, I mean, everybody's different. Your brain and reaction time and reflexes could be slower. Okay. Set this for 12.15. Done. Lone Wolf's 25 and got 181 on the reaction time. That's pretty good. I think that's one of the lowest we've seen. That's one of the lowest we've seen. Forty-eight. I got a one ninety-four, which is better than I expected. Oh, on Aim Trainer, beepers. Aim Trainer is hard because I the, the DPI on my mouse is so fast. I was like I kept going past the the bullseye. That's a huge difference. I think fifty to hundred seems a reasonable gap. That's a few frames. I'm fifty-two, and I got two eleven and two twenty. Oh, that's not bad. Save that. Save that. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just getting this set up and ready to go. We got about 24 minutes till we're going. We'll loop that one back on itself. Average median reaction times 273. Yo, good morning, Big Lido. trying to pop my ankle. Ah, there it is. Turn down the DPI, just started at the middle of the screen, did much better. Basically, you don't want to be old, have an old TV, or have a bad connection. Pretty much, yes. That's it. Try it again and don't take a sip of coffee this time. You got (laughs) 7,264. Orner, what everyone DK beggar with a single gifted member. He says, come on, boys. We got to get this thing. We are, we are, we are way down today. We can't even get 300 likes today. I don't know what's going on. We are struggling with the basics today, but DK Beggar is ever faithful. He never stops. Yeah, get younger, noob. Do you plan on streaming the Cyberpunk stream tomorrow? It starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. I don't know. I, I, I don't really see the point. It's we're, like I like to co-stream live events. That doesn't that doesn't seem like a significant live event. I feel like if they reveal some big things, we could talk about it like the next day. Right? But I don't know if it's like we would do a, you know, co-stream of a cyberpunk informational dev stream. You know what I mean? We found out is 90% of Call of Duty players are old with old TVs and bad internet. There you go. Smiley coming back in with 20 months and it's a VIP. I got here late. was with these reaction times? We were just discussing the difficulty conversation and how there's always going to be people that get left behind. And I was talking about how reaction time slows the older you get. So even games like Jedi Survivor Jedi Fallen Order things like that the rub your stomach and pat your head this has never been hard for me I don't I don't hang on I always have to get started I don't get why this if I switch hands it's a little bit harder right because I just got it working with the other set and then when I switch hands it's a little bit harder but like that's I never I've that for whatever reason that one's never been a difficult one Omar, you have a two-year-old. Your prime's gone. That's right. Still in my prime. I can't get a gifted member because I had one before. No, you can get a gifted member even if you've had one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motor coordination isn't correlation of speed. It won't let me. What do you mean it won't let you? You just toggle it on and wait to get one. If you're a drummer, it should be no problem. Yeah, that might be why. As a drummer, it's not hard to separate, you know, different hands doing different things, especially if you practice like polyrhythmic stuff. I never really did that, but... Yeah, you can keep getting gifted. People have done it. People have definitely done it. And in 20 minutes, we're going to go to a video. Somebody brought up the Cyberpunk CPU coolant thing. I'm I'm talking about that in this video. I have... It's more than that. That's one aspect of the video. It's just telling me to buy the membership. Well, I mean, you can either buy the membership or wait. Anytime anybody gifts a member, if you have it toggled on, you have a chance of getting one. We just... We've had a big slowdown this week in gifted members. We had a big, huge month last month. That always happens, right? We kind of go nuts. We got really close to like 5,000 members, and then it it all it always comes crashing back down because people need to pick up their own memberships, man. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? If you can't, if you cannot afford a membership, that's totally fine. But some of y'all, some of y'all be coasting. You got you to gotta pick up that membership, make room for others. We have really really generous people here. like I gift members every 25. So if that's happening, there's always a steady flow. Thank you Zubair single gifted member coming in. there's that's always gonna be the case right? You're always gonna kind of have this this steady flow of members coming in even even from me. I'm doing I'm doing big big member giftings every day as a response to the goals that we set. There's a lot of people that need to consider rolling over and picking up their own to make room. Lone Wolf with a single gifted member. Thank you so much, sir. That one goes to the three-year-old gamer. (laughs) Impressive. Impressive that we have the three-year-old gamer here. Am I interested in the Nintendo Direct tomorrow? No. I don't cover Nintendo events. They get kind of funky. They get kind of weird with their live events. It's likely going to be about Mario RPG and Super Mario Wonder. That's likely where it's going to land. It's about, like, games coming out this year. Shooter forever with a month. FromSoft games being easy is like Bethesda not doing RPGs. was Fallout 76 again? Can't get into a game. Find another. What's that have to do with Fallout 76? I'm not sure what you're trying to say. If we single, if we single gift this all the way to twenty five, that's going to be, that'll be, I think, the first time we've ever done that. It'll be hilarious. Hmm. J Dog says, with as much respect as I can muster, spending every day here and not picking up your membership is disrespectful. For six bucks a month, uh, how much do you pay for Netflix a month, and you never even use it? Yeah, I mean, j Dog. gets... Everybody's in a different spot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have cut back on all their subs. I've obviously gotten DMs from people. I've gotten some DMs from people that are like, Bro, I've had to cut back on all of my subs. Because, you know, people are just hitting those... It's that time of year where, like, some people are jumping back into school. Some people are having issues with, you know, their jobs. So, you gotta be careful. Like, I do think there are people that could... But they don't have to because there's a lot of generous folks here. Parasito and Whiskey Neat both doing single gifted's coming in. Thank you so much for doing that. And it goes to Shannon Lee and Lawrence Wolf, and that bumps it up to thirteen. Thank you so much. McDo Nine says I've been said that at six dollars, right? And here's the cool thing: if you get gifted, right? If you get gifted, you can upgrade for a dollar. You can actually upgrade to the six for just a dollar, and then you're out of the gifted member pool, right? You're out of the gifted member pool. So if you want to support and make room for the folks that can't afford a membership, that's a great way to do it. That's a great way to do it. Hang on, I'm trying to... There we go. what device they watch us on they can afford that not necessarily they may have a TV or a phone from two or three years ago when times were a little bit better for them you know what I mean right they may have a TV or a phone that they bought two years ago when times were a little bit better and now they're like I've got to tighten up the belt dude you know catwalk with a single gifted member thank you so much you know times change i know i know firsthand what that's like when we bought our house one of the first things we wanted to do was get really nice furniture for the living room furniture for the sunroom and replace the appliances and we didn't do that for six months and then we we finally got furniture for the living room we still haven't replaced the appliances because i had a major financial shift and change that i didn't know was coming you know what i mean I was struggling for a minute, but once I got good, I VIP'd it. See? That's my man. I appreciate that. You just got to be careful. You don't want to be too presumptuous. You know? It's, you just don't want to be too presumptuous. I don't think it's disrespectful. Everyone's so fast. Mick d 9 gifts one. That, that's a layup. That's a 10-bomb layup. And Donkey Sausage slams it home. He brings out the 10-bomb how do I get the? How do I get that off? Oh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. One and done. Just like that. That was perfectly executed. Perfectly executed. I got to get a little bit better with my buttons here. <laughs> the layup got dunked home, man. That was perfect. j Dog says, "Fair enough, but when membership drops off a cliff, you have to get direct." we've been considering and brainstorming we've always thought this I've always said this right I'm really transparent with y'all I am I've always said we don't we don't ask people to I I don't do anything that warrants you to upgrade or grab your own does that make sense so we've been thinking through like maybe there is something we should do once a week for member plus and up maybe so then you kind of feel that pull of like, ah, <coughs> I'm missing out on this new segment or something. I, it's hard to fault people for not doing it when like, I don't really ever ask them to. There it is, the Agents of Chaos. I forgot to freaking add Agents of Chaos. I'm going to do it now. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do Agents of Chaos just for you. Just for you, because you did it. And I forgot to add that the that source this morning. This is for you. There we go. Agents of Chaos. <laughs> we got to lower it though so it falls below. And uh, we have to do hide transition slide. And then we have to do show transition slide. There we go. All right, we'll come back. Oh, no. I crashed OBS. Well, it's just going to have to stay there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let OBS crash. I'm not gonna let OBS crash. I don't like doing this while I'm live because that just happened. We'll just ride it. We'll just leave Agents of Chaos up there. Uh, I can't change anything in OBS. I can't. <laughs> we'll just wear it for 11 minutes. Because if I if I click, it says OBS crash. Would you like the copy of the crash log? If I click yes or no, OBS closes. If I don't click anything, we can kind of stay here. <laughs> we can stay here so we'll just wear it for 11 minutes i don't want to i don't want to do it i like whenever you do what i just did and you mess with like transitions and stuff obs gets really frustrated it's like what are you doing because <laughs> you're actively streaming um because i added all of the image sources this morning and i didn't have any issues but if you do it when you're live it can cause issues um madam streams could be members plus and up no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I think there's something that's really smart about, hey, let's fill up the member pool and you can come to all the member stuff, right? I think there's something there's something about that that is I think good. I think there's something good about that. but I also think we're not we're literally we're literally not ever asking anybody to up to, to, to roll out of gifted. I might say it at the beginning of like a member stream, but we've always faced this challenge. We have incredibly generous people and that's a two-sided blade. It's like, that's amazing. Look at all these gifteds. But the other side of the blade is people are like, I can get into all the members content and I don't have to spend any money. Right? Like I just wait and I get a gifted. We've run into that problem with hate watchers, right? Hate watchers get, get memberships. So, there's two sides to the blade, I don't know the exact, um, I don't know the exact, uh, solution here, I don't, I, you know, it, it could be, it could be just, just keep doing what we're doing, there could be other smart ways to say, hey, every Thursday, we're doing something special, just remember, plus enough, right, if you want to bump up to member plus, you get access to this cool new thing, right, because, We create a ton of content, right? You get a live show every morning. You get an upload every day. Sometimes you get double live shows, like on a Friday. And all that content's totally free. The average YouTube channel is not putting out that much content. I know there's people, like, they try to call me out, right? And they call me an e-beggar. It's like, how am I an e-beggar? I gift more members to my own channel than you probably get in a month. Like, come on. Like, let's be real. Like... We're fostering something very cool here, but at the same time, you always have to consider what's the value, right? What's the Yeah, that's working. That the timer's working. <laughs> the timer's working, but nothing else is. I can't do anything else. I'm at the mercy of OBS right now. Thank you, DK Beggar, for another gifted member. We're currently at 27 members over 25. I can't do anything over there because I'm stuck for the next eight minutes like this. Um. So, you know, it's a fine line. Like, you know, people wanting to call me a hypocrite or, you know, wanting to act like, I, you know, he begs for members. What? A, what an idiot. What a hypocrite. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, how many how many content creators do a two-hour stream every day and an upload, and then a second stream on a Friday, right? How many people do that? Oh, and then in addition to all of that, I also do an extra live show every day for members and an extra live show on Friday night for members. The average content creator is not creating that much content. So, like, know your worth, right? If you're good at something, never do it for free, to, to quote to quote the great, the great poet to my right here, or in, on your screen to your left. This is my right hand. Um, so, come on. <clears throat> and the research and the monologues, right, right. Like it, you know. And I, and I think that the people that gift and the people that support, they've caught the vision. They get it. They get what we're doing. They understand, you know, and. It's just a matter of navigating it in a way where I don't want it to... We've not talked about this in a long time. There was a time there where we were always talking about this, and I just kind of stopped talking about it. But I think it's worth considering. It is. It's worth considering, like, okay, you know, we spiked up to almost 5,000 members. How do we capitalize on that? Is there a way to say, hey, all you you gifted members... Here's all these great things that you can take advantage of, right? We have the little pop-out that like shows like the member benefits. You know, is there a is there a value offer? Is there something that we can offer that says, "Hey, this is something that you might consider. This is something that you might, you know, find worthwhile" and do it in a way that's not like disruptive or also not like I don't want to take away like, well, gifted members and there's no way for me to not there's no way for me to distinguish between somebody who's paying $5 a month and someone who has been gifted. I can't distinguish between the two. That's why we developed um that's why we developed the member plus tier to try to give an in between to like hey, upgrade for a dollar or whatever. Um so I listen every day on my $40 T-Mobile phone every day with my gifted membership and I hit the thumbs up every day. Right, and if that's where you are in life, you're like, you know, this is what I can afford to get on the internet, and that's it. Like, I can't afford subscriptions to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. That's why, you know, the gifted memberships are so helpful, because there's plenty of very loyal viewers that are like, you know, there's plenty of loyal viewers that are like, dude, I just can't right now. And I don't want those people to ever feel like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a real member, I'm not appreciated. That just simply isn't true. We're just trying to think through... you got to imagine, when you've got 4,500 members, and then a couple of weeks later you have 2,500, you have to think about, okay, was there something we could have done with those 2,000 people? Was there an offer? Was there a call to action? Was there something we could have done differently to say, hey, you 2,000 folks consider, you know, joining in here. Consider getting involved. Um, that's just something that's always in the back of our mind. It hasn't been on the forefront because the gifters have been so generous. It's just been like, well, we don't need even need to worry about it. People will eventually convert on their own, you know. And I think in general that has been happening. I think some people have been uh, picking up their own, their own memberships where they can. I had somebody do that the other day. He said... I've been a I've been a gifted member for 3 months. I'm I'm now in a better spot. He picked up his own membership and then he gifted 5. He paid it forward. So I think that is another I think testimonial of like hey, I think what we're fostering and what we're doing is uh, is working. I think it's I think it's special, I think it's unique. I don't think you find I don't think you could find a channel on YouTube that only has like 30,000 subscribers that's supporting two children and a wife, single income. Like, I don't think you could find that on the platform. Most people with a channel this size are not... This is not their full-time gig. It's like a part-time thing that they do because, you know, channels of this size typically don't generate enough. They just don't. Yeah, time's also a factor like G2 The Universe is saying... We do the members only stream at the end of the day. Well, by that time you might be you might have moved on and you're like, "I I don't need that. Friday night was madam. Well, I'm not able to watch on Friday night." You're, you know, that's not landing on you. You're like, eh, "I don't need that." And I think that that's totally fair. I think that's that's a totally fair conclusion to come to. If you're not going to get any value from it, then don't spend your money on it. I don't want I don't want people to like support out of pity. I've always wanted people to support because they feel they get value from what I'm offering, right? Valiant says, if you offer value to members or VIPs and there are cool people in chat that also adds value to the gifters because they know it's more than just a badge. Yeah. (laughs) Do people on Member Plus get anything extra? Right now, people on Member Plus, they get to come to one VIP stream a month to sample it, basically. So once a month on a Friday, you get to come... To a VIP stream on a Friday. And you get to sample it. That's kind of how we. That's how we've been doing it. Thank you Apex for upgrading to VIP+. Plus. I would love to see like. Half of the membership do that. Like that would be. Such a good good place to be. Because we would just know. There's just this solid. This solid immovable ground of folks. That are just at that tier. If that makes sense. I'm getting the. Um. I'm getting the premiere ready right now. We're gonna to go to the premiere in exactly like one minute and then I'm gonna let, I'll actually finally let OBS crash. Poor, poor OBS. <laughs> uh, Liberty. Go ahead and post that now. I will spam a link in chat and this video will also be featured on the YouTube channel. There is some information coming, about, coming out about Cyberpunk, phantom liberty that has me a little concerned has me has me a little concerned that we're we're headed towards you know repeating history and i'll make my case in the upload that we're getting ready to uh to go to um here we again all right i'm gonna spam a link in chat you guys make sure and hit the like button before we leave this stream and then hit the like button where we're going And I will see you over there. And I can't leave this scene. So I'm just going, well, maybe I can't. I don't think I can do anything. No, I can't click on anything. All right.